What's good with you guys? Thanks for joining me. Welcome back. This is Ego Killer. It's right here on my show where we talk all the moves you guys need to be making in order to move better outside where it counts when you're here doing your thing. Whatever that is, challenge yourself in the gym. Maybe you have a coach. Maybe you have friends, right? Homies, homegirls that you work out with. Maybe you're doing it for your parents. You're trying to show them how to work out and be ex- uh, healthy and exercise. Or maybe you're in desperate need and you're following someone else's example. You know you come to the gym not just for how many sets and reps, right? How many meters per second you're going to get that bar off the floor. Instead, you recognize, you recognize that you're doing it to challenge yourself physically to perceive, to smash perceived limits. That's why we're out here doing our thing. That's why we do it on a daily, weekly basis, because we need to see what the limit is for the day and we want to overcome. All right. Most of the time we're doing it so that we can be better people in and of ourselves, but we're doing it so that that better person can be of service, hopefully, hopefully to others. And I hope that you get a little nugget out of today that you could apply today in order to move forward. Speaking of moving forward, what we're going to talk about, it's just about moving forward. Not just figuratively, but but look. Going forward is about moving one leg in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. And uh, nothing personifies this better than the treadmill. But the thing is, them things can get really boring, can't they? We've all been in a spot either thinking about going on the treadmill, being on it. Probably not after because when we're done being on the treadmill, that's the greatest possible time before we have to jump on it again. So either getting on it or being on it where you just blank out. You zone out and you get bored. And look, I've said it time and time again, you guys, right? Um... We do this thing here so that we can dial back in. We work out constantly. We're in the gym frequently because we're trying to dial in. We want to dial into our life versus check out. And then you jump on the treadmill and all you want to do is check out, right? There's this low frequency, low hum of rhythm that's happening. Not necessarily pain, but you feel like you're getting a workout. You feel the sweat. You feel the heart pumping, palpitating. You know you're getting something in. But what actually it is, is like maybe it's all too convenient to just kind of check out. And so what we're going to talk about, because it is so easy to get bored on the treadmill, what do you do? How do you solve this problem? Now, right away, I know that the most easy thing to do is just pop those earbuds in your ear, right? Give yourself a chance to distract yourself with music. But but no, that's a little too easy, isn't it? Nothing goes better. Nothing feels better than when you're on hit. The music's on hit. The running stride, walking, hiking stride, whatever, is on hit. And you've got the march going to the bass. The kick and the snare match 
your heel toe. It's beautiful. I already know. It's euphoric, damn near. When you have that whole vibe going, it's really easy. You feel like you could go on and on and on and on. Well, I mean, you could feel like you could go for a long time. At some point, you're probably going to want to jump off, right? Or you feel like you want to. I understand. I understand. But maybe there's value to in not doing the treadmill with music. So doing it without music. All right? So when you get bored on the treadmill, the easiest thing is to grab your music. I will posit, I will posit that there are other things that you could work on while you're on the treadmill that have nothing to do with your music. In fact, you could even get bored while you're listening to your music. How many songs are there in the world, right, that you can listen to while you're on the treadmill? You've listened to your playlist 19 times in the last two months. Maybe you're bored of that too. Sometimes I know just thinking about going on that thing is boring. Right? The old hamster wheel. So what do you do when you guys get super duper bored on the treadmill? What do you do? So I'm going to offer up five things that you can do that I want you guys to work on when you're on the treadmill. Getting it done. That'll help you pass the time a little bit. That have little to do with music. Because look. Again, nothing hits better than your favorite, than your favorite bops when you're on the treadmill. It's so good. But you got the car for that. And look, I listen to music too. But look, you, the truth is you can go back to the ride. You can listen to music on the way home, on the way to work, on the way to wherever you got to be. So there's always time to listen to your good, good, good playlist to put that up to 10, right? There's always time for that. When you're on the treadmill or Stairmaster and it gets excessively painful and you don't even hear the music anymore because you're trying to work through the pain <laughs> or you're trying to work through the grind and just get to the end of it, I want you to start working on some stuff. Okay? I want you to work on some stuff. So number one, think about your hand and arm position, all right? So when you're on that treadmill, you're super bored. When you're on this Stairmaster, super bored. Think about this. Think that you're working a selectorized machine that's doing most of the work for you. Now, that might be a little maligning for your efforts. I understand that. You want to be like, yo, I'm getting this done no matter what. And it doesn't matter how I'm getting it done. The fact is that I'm tearing up some miles. I'm not letting any grass grow underneath my feet. I'm covering distance. Because you're covering distance, you're burning calories. And because you're burning calories, if that's your goal, you're getting something done. I know that if you have cardio to do, you want to keep up your cardiovascular fitness, you're above 65% of your one of your um, VO2 max, right? Or excuse me, of your max heart rate, I guess. And you're there and you're above that. Maybe you're over at 80 and you're doing the VO2 thing. You're pushing your lactate threshold. You're getting something done. Great. Great. But I always want us to remember that when we're on the selectorized machinery, um, it's possible that sometimes those things do a lot of the work for us. Look. You should still be on your treadmill if you have to push that lactate. You should still be on the Stairmaster for a number of reasons, including, you know, your steady state business where you got to burn a lot of the fat or maybe even to add in some corrective movement hip patterns into your um, into your daily life. Maybe you just did some mobility work and you're trying to get that mobility work to foment. So you jump on that Stairmaster, right? You jump on the Stairmaster and you got that that the uh, movement pattern for the hip, hamstring, and quad going. That's a good reason too. All of these are great reasons to do your thing. But I want you to think about hand position, even though because out in the real world when you don't have 
a selectorized, mechanized sidewalk underneath you, right? When you're outside at the park, when you're doing your thing, when you're at the store, we have hand position to worry about. Govern, practice your hand position when you're on the Stairmaster. Let go. Let go of them things. Let go of the handles. Get the fingers spread apart. Stretch the fingers. Right? Stretch the fingers. Loosen them up. Remember that you're on a piece of machinery when you get bored on the treadmill. All right? That's number one. Now, if you're on the machinery, you're on the conveyor belt, you're doing your thing, another thing that you need to be apprised of is where your feet are landing. All right? Take a little bit of a time to work that toe-to-heel contact. Okay? So, number two, work your foot position. Okay? Number two, work your foot position. Work that toe-to-heel contact. Try to make contact with most of your toe. Then, flex your your ankle bring down the rest of the pad of the foot to the heel and then go for it on the other side work that hard contact on the ball of the feet very important stuff over time very important stuff for our, us to work our heel to toe contact if you're running on the treadmill maybe that means just making contact with your toes this is something that became uh harder for us as we got to be adults didn't it got a lot harder for us to maintain contact with our toes when running, it was a lot easier when we were kids. What happens pretty much is we just get wound up, we get tight, we work in these movement patterns that feel very safe and advantageous. But we start to lose or inhibit all the muscles that don't. So work that foot position when you're on your selectorized machinery, working inside the treadmill and everything. All right. Number two foot position number three i want you guys to think about bringing that foot to your glutes if you're running so getting a nice hamstring pull when you're inside on the treadmill specifically if you ever get bored on that thing me personally inside the gym let me tell you guys i've heard a lot of things that people do in order to get themselves over when you're grinding away on the treadmill i've heard people grunt like they have like they have colitis and it's flaring up just grunting like they're a running back charging through the six hole trying to get that good outside off tackle read going i've heard people on the treadmill grunting to try and push through i've heard people blurt out stanzas of their favorite bops the most inspirational part of the song trying to get themselves up and going when you're on the treadmill i've heard people remind themselves about their favorite you know quarterback how he's working out right now when you're on the treadmill there's all kinds of things that you guys do that i've heard over the years that'll help you get over the hump right and because i think that there's a place for us to be on a selectorized cardio machine all the time sure you could employ any of those methodologies to get you through But I want you to worry, if you're going to worry, about, about, let's do some mechanical work. So let's work our biomechanics, right? Let's work our biomechanics to make it less painful, more efficient. Definitely, definitely when you're outside doing your thing that you're not doing inside the, when you're on the treadmill all the time, is you're not really having to bring that heel as high as you can to your butt and get that good hamstring pull action going. 
or stretching out the quads. That's one thing that you can practice when you're inside the gym doing your thing, when you're on the treadmill, when you're on any type of selectorized piece, right? Is bringing that heel close to the hamstring and the butt to cause that, that good hamstring pull. Probably one of the most underutilized muscle groups inside of your body that you use, or let me say this, the most understrengthened muscle groups has to be amongst your, you know, your glutes, your ass cheeks, right? <laughs> your hamstrings, definitely. And I don't know that on a daily, most of us don't really use our glutes on a daily. They're just such an important part of the hip structure, hip complex, and moving and standing and twisting. And it's super important that we have those to be strong. And I guess it's indicative of like sedentary and underactive lifestyles that our glutes are weak, right? But truthfully, like, yo, our hamstrings are way too weak for the way that we move on a daily basis. And it's because we don't really get a chance to strengthen them. But here we are using them quite a bit. I would argue maybe a little bit more than our glutes because we walk in all kinds of directions all the time. You know, when you're walking down the street and you trip over the pebble real quick, your hamstrings go right into action. All of these things are necessary. And on the other side, on the flip side of that too, is when you're a really high-level athlete, you're all hamstrings a lot of the time. And so it's super-duper important to employ that also. So getting that hamstring going when you're on the treadmill is very important. I know myself, I could be guilty of forgetting to do this too, which is why I want something, uh, I want you guys to remember also as I try to remember myself, all right? These are all excuses. We're going to get on the treadmill. We're not going to run from it. We're not going to be so bored that we can't bear the sight of it. We're going to like going on the treadmill if we employ these things. Number four, think about your turnover, your hip turnover. Jut the front, the when you pull that knee as high as you can, right? So you're pulling that knee, which goes hand in hand with working that hamstring bending, that pull. That knee is going to come flying up. Hamstring pulls, knee goes flying up. Quad, the other side of the hamstring, stretches. Hip flexes. Look, these are alternating forces that are working together to get your body moving. Something, again, that's real natural. When we're in our juvenile puerile life, when we're kids out here jumping fences and doing the thing, right? When you're playing football with everybody, even with people who will never touch a football again in their life, you're over here doing all that. It's easier for us to kind of make running motions and do that. We have to replicate that when we're on the treadmill. That's way the, the, that's the natural way our body wants to react. Therein, you're going to work your hip, your hip turnover. So getting that hip, when that knee comes up, that hip is flexed. As it's flexed, the opposite one is not flexed. So even in the most extreme case called a sprint, that is like... I mean, you'll spend, if you were to be a medium-level sprinter to the point where you're working on technique, you need to master that. That hip turnover is like drinking water when you're a sprinter, okay? But doing that hip turnover when you're working on that when you're on the treadmill, not only does it keep you injury-free, but yo, you can forget about zoning out over here thinking about what's in the refrigerator when you're on the treadmill, right? Or maybe you caught up with how many meetings you have for the day. Forget all that. Think that biomechanics. Think about that kinetics. Think about turning that hip over. So throwing one side forward and the other side back. 
doing it on the other side, finding a rhythm, finding a rhythm and sticking with that rhythm. A good way to enact that rhythm is with that hip turnover. All right. Again, it goes back to number three, getting that good hamstring pull, finding good foot contact and then driving those hands. And look, even if you're not looking like Kellyanne Fraser Price when you're on the treadmill, it don't matter. As long as you have a nice biomechanical rhythm with yourself, and what I mean is your, you know, the left hand and the right leg, they work together. The other side works together. All these contralateral forces are working together. When you're on the treadmill, it's contralateral typically, right? There is ipsilateral movement, but contra, uh, left and right side, are doing opposite movements but are aiding each other, okay? They have the similar goals even though they're doing like different different movements. Those contralateral movements are very important in running and we get away from them a lot when we're on, side, on the treadmill because it's, again, doing all the work for us, right? You never see, like, when you're on, you watch the hamster run, the hamster's never thinking, like, how am I running? He's just going. And the hamster wheel, the euphemism for the treadmill, that's why. Because it can be so easy to just zone out. No more zoning out. We don't zone out when we're at the gym, my friends. We're zoned in. We're staying active. We're always working. When we're done eating dinner, hey, then we can zone out, right? You have the nice fancy um, Tesla. You can zone out there, you know, put one finger on the wheel. Car does the rest. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, we talked about rhythm. Let's finish with number five, breathing. Very important in any type of exercise. But one of the hardest things for me personally to get done when I'm on the treadmill is that breathing pattern. Highly important, not just when we exercise for a number of reasons, but also when we're working biomechanically on our treadmill. You're super bored on the treadmill, focus on that breath. Pushing yourself a little too hard on the treadmill, focus on that breath. Have far too many financial issues plus meetings, right? Car just broke down, find the breath, right? These things are always, the breath is always the nexus. This is something that you will find a lot of when you're studying your meditation, even if you're listening in on your yoga practice and things like that. Forget all that. Focus on the breathing. Focus on finding a nice rhythm for yourself, right? Focus on the, I, you know, have heard over the years, some of us are better at the inhale, some less choppy and smoother on the exhale, okay? Whatever you are, focus more on that. You're a big, like, out-breath person, right? (laughs) Meaning, you know how to exercise that out-breath. That one connects with your spirit and make sure you're in a space where you're on the treadmill focus on that out breath how long did it take a few seconds do the same thing in reset your breathing pattern and you'd be surprised if you're pushing yourself too hard right or maybe you're not pushing yourself enough because you're out here just like staring at your phone and the phone is matching the same blue light just getting pumped in and all this just a haze of distraction. Look, it's easy to return to the breath because the breath is 
intrinsically homeostasis. And you'd be surprised how much energy you're actually wasting trying to upkeep a frenetic, non-rhythmic breath. And when you find that easy breath, right, you'd be surprised how much energy you're actually going to conserve. So look, I hope I don't see you on the treadmill just doing your thing, going about your day, not really dialing in anymore. No more of that. No more zoning out when you're supposed to be zoned in, staying active. And the next time you think about busting it out on the treadmill, it's not you're going to be you're going to want you're going to want to get on this and stay active because getting bored on the treadmill is very easy, but now we know. All right? You're going to zone in instead of peace out. All right? Focus on the hand position, trying to get those fingers to relax, trying to get those arms close to the body, right? I had a good friend and coach who, when we were running outside, he was showing me, all you're going to do is like open those palms and just drive right palm to the face, to the chin almost, to the neck area, palm facing your chest. Left palm, if that's your right palm, left hand comes down by your waist, One's obviously going to go over the other, and you just alternate. So it's like you got your palms facing your body, and they're just switching positions. Nice and easy. Number two, foot position. Try to maximize how much contact you make, but strike first with the toe. Right? Strike first with the toe. Number three, bring that heel to the butt every time you lift your leg up. As you, number four, look for that good hip turnover. Try to get that hip to go forward. Work through all these great contralateral forces that not only work your legs, but small muscles about and around your spine that can get tight. And number five, when you got all that cracking, get your breathing going because your breathing is going to be the driving engine for this distance journey that we're on right now. All right, that's going to be... That's like the uh, steam engine, just constantly pumping new fuel into the engine. The pistons are going. You're at cruising speed. That's that breath, all right? And you'd be surprised how much energy you do save. So hopefully this works for you because we're not about to be bored at the gym or on the treadmill anymore, all right? No more zoning out. Zone back in. Do your thing. And I hope this works for you. So let me know if it does by going to egokillershow.com. Go there, fill out the form at the bottom. Rate the episode if you liked it on Apple Podcasts. Helps the show tremendously, right? Helps keep it vibey. Email me if you want a free gift. I promise I will send it to you, the ebook. And until the next one, you guys, thanks and stay up. <laughs>